0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the End Zone Militia, brought to you by Three Cord with Shane Hollandball and Swat and Welding with Norm Zeider, and welcome to our second episode of the Spring Sports. I'm your host, Isaiah Markle, with my co-host, Phil Snow, the Stats Guy.
1: I am the Snowman, and just remember that stats are cool.
0: And we- welcome back, a Mr. Exclusive himself, Riley Weaver. What's up? So... Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Glad to have you back. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil, uh, a lot of interesting games going over the weekend and over throughout the week. Uh, let's get started. on Where we get, where are we going to start off first here, Broski?
1: Well, uh, I think it was important to mention that there was a lot of league contests going on last week for both uh, softball and the baseball side of things. You know, I spent some time this week uh, looking up some stuff uh, for some statistical categories-wise for uh, NWAL, some of the NLL teams we had, you know. It's a little harder finding some GMC stuff, but, uh, you know, right now Wayne Trace is kind of in control of that the with, a big, with a big win over Tenora last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they played on Monday or Tuesday last week, which kind of set that uh, apart. You know, Ayersville we talked about at the beginning of the year, they're struggling a little bit. Um, find a way to win over the weekend ah, uh, in a 17-7 to win. Find a way. And they found a way <laughs> to win over the weekend, uh, 17-7 to over Striker. Uh, kids hit a couple of home runs there, so they moved to like 6-5. and five. On the season, mm-hmm. um, so you know, right, right into the big swing of things. You now, uh, getting to the turn of the end of April, where the uh, into May, uh, hopefully the weather starts picking back up to where it gets a little bit nicer. But mm-hmm. um, let's go some of this, uh, this baseball stuff. You know, and we'll try to get some uh, this, the softball statistical categories out like this next week uh, because there's going to be an absolute showdown this week, uh, or is it next week that that game is the Liberty Center Brian game? Next week. Okay, so we'll talk about that on the softball side of things. But uh, let's go with some pitching leaders here for baseball. These are all through Wednesday, uh, 4-19. So, obviously, there were some games played on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, But Creighton Kern, uh, a kid from Archibald, uh, you know, hasn't really seen a whole lot of innings. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, sporting a 0.00 ERA, he's only thrown about seven innings of work. Uh, so when you talk about a guy that can really kind of close, uh, come in and close it down in the last innings, you know, kind of like a, a Mariano Rivera-type guy, if you will, Riley, just the a guy that can come man. in and throw strikes and, <laughs> and really make it hard on hitters, especially late in the innings after seeing a guy that maybe they've seen all game throws a certain way. then you throw Yeah, and then when you that,
2: change it up right at the end, they, it really screws up the, the batting side.
1: So he's done a nice job filling that role. Uh, another guy uh, from Patrick Henry, Mac Eber, uh, giving up eight hits, four runs. Uh, 28 strikeouts on the year. You know, when you're talking about 16 innings pitch, when you have more strikeouts than you have innings pitch, you're obviously doing some things there. You're averaging a couple of strikeouts per inning. Uh, when you can get outs yourself, uh, it really picks up your defense a little bit mm-hmm. to make you want to make plays for Increases you as well. too. Absolutely. So uh, good stuff there. Only giving up four runs, 28 strikeouts. This was a big thing for me, 28 Ks to three walks. Uh, throwing strikes, when you talk about – being a successful pitcher especially at this um, level you need to be able to throw two pitches consistently for a strike mm-hmm. you have to have that curveball and you have to be able to throw that fastball for a strike this is a guy who who really paints the corners hits spots really well and, and really does a nice job mixing up his stuff has a really electric fastball can bring you the curveball and, and, and he also has a nice off other off-speed pitch that he uses as well so um, he's found himself at a .44 ERA. Um, They say in the majors, anything under three is good. I say when you're at the high school level, level, anything under two is probably pretty solid, right right where you want to be. So, Mac Eber is a guy that's just a freshman. You know, we saw Isaiah, we talked about him a little bit on the basketball court about the things that he did coming off the bench for Patrick Henry, and now you know being a guy that can you know be dependable in a pitching standpoint and we'll talk about another guy from Patrick Henry that's able to throw yeah, that, so
0: that's what the one thing that Patrick Henry can do in all level at all sports no matter what it is they always have that one guy that can step in and get the job done and and the perform the Julius caesar of the group
2: and well and perfor- they have another and guy perform too
0: perform at a high level of competition and like you, like you just said he played phenomenal coming off the bench against for the patriots in the basketball and not from not not much from I've heard during the football season but I'm pretty sure he stepped up to the plate when he when the spotlight was uh coming towards him
1: and you know he's and like I said when you're throwing strikes and you're not giving up base runners it makes it hard especially when you have electric stuff you know when you have a good pitcher and you and you allow a walk for a base runner you know Riley you kind of touch a little bit on momentum you know mm-hmm. some of those batters see that as all right we we can do this you know we can get to this guy you know I think um, we saw a little bit of that last year, a little bit with DJ Newman, with Archibald, you know, when guys were going up against him. You know, it, there's definitely an intimidation factor there a little bit oh, yeah. uh, when you know you're facing a first guy that's got
2: whizzes by your by your face. And you're like, oh, OK, I, I mean, don't we're know, here, you know, and, and,
1: you know, when you're talking about that's got, uh, about a guy that's got division one potential division one stuff with his mechanics and his and his pitches that he throws, it, 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 it it's definitely intimidating. You know, the, the hardest thing to do in sports proven is hit a baseball or a softball. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you are th- when you got a guy out there that's throwing that kind of stuff, you know, it makes it harder. So um, another guy that's been on the radar for Patrick Henry, you know, I told you, Isaiah, this is a kid that you were going to have to watch during baseball season. He has electric stuff. Uh, Aiden Bearman from Patrick Henry, uh, you know, he's thrown 18 innings. A little bit uh, – right around the same as Mac. So, you mm-hmm. know, obviously they worked that rotation really well over there. Uh, kudos to the coach over there, Patrick Henry, who, you know, I talked to him over the summer a little bit. He was, you know, really stressing about how well uh, they were going to be off with their pitching. And, you know, talking to Coach Zider, that was one thing he stressed that was going to be really good for Liberty Center was their pitching. So, mm-hmm. uh, when you talk about having a one-two punch, and we'll, we'll cover that here in just a second, but, you know, Aiden Behrman is that, one, that second or the mm-hmm. first of that one-two punch. Uh, He's thrown 18 innings of work. He's given up 16 hits. Uh, You know, when you're throwing strikes, you're going to give up hits. He's also thrown 28 strikeouts, uh, and he's only allowed two walks on his way to a 3.11 ERA. So, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, on the ERA side, but, you know, Aiden throws a lot of strikes. Obviously, Uh, 18 innings of work, only two walks. So, uh, you know, obviously good stuff there.
0: So. Just out of curiosity, we might see a pitching duel between the Patriots and the Tigers when it get, when it gets that moment, right? Well, or is that and early think, they say, though?
1: And I think that was what we th- expected a little bit last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, Liberty Center had some errors uh, last year. Patrick Henry did a really nice job putting the ball in play against Landon Amstutz. Um, you know, they were able to put the ball in play, a couple errors at third base, you know, which is something that Coach Zyder stressed when we talked to him about yep. maybe finding a guy that we could really depend on to play third base mm-hmm. or move around when Amstutz is on the mound. Mm-hmm. And I think – You know, having those pitchers that you can do that with is really helpful. Um, And we'll talk about a little bit of that. You know, Carter Dickman right now for Liberty Center. He's he's, on fire. He is absolutely on fire. Um, He is uh, 18 innings of work. He's allowed 17 hits, nine runs, but only three of them being earned runs. Uh, So when you're talking about making people earn runs or making people earn their way on, you know, he's done a really nice job of that. Mm -hmm. And then you uh, talk about – his ability to throw strikes. He only has 16 strikeouts, but only one walk... And he's right now supporting a 1.17 ERA. Now, this Damn is only for our earned run average. Obviously, he's given up nine runs, mm-hmm. uh, but with only three of them being earned runs, that helps with the ERA. And mm-hmm. and Carter's a, a guy that you know you can go out there and he can throw 125 pitches. Uh, he can give you a save opportunity if you want him to. He's just yeah. uh, we we refer to him as the rubber arm. We call him because he just <laughs> throws so f- from over the top. Uh, and he has really good yeah, stuff.
2: He also has like really good strikes, not like the bad strikes where they're just meatballs thrown in there. He knows where to place it. Absolutely. And,
1: and he did a really nice job against Wassion on Thursday in a five-inning, thirteen-to-nothing victory over yeah. Wassion. Yeah, he was on fire. We, we, had, a, oh my we gosh. had a
0: fellow member on the crew uh, that was at that game, so we uh, were go ahead and describe on how that game was
2: going throughout. Like right off the start, absolute domination. <laughs> Like we we got into the we bad like crazy against their pitcher. I don't know how they didn't pull him like in the second inning, but they kept him in for four innings, and just bang 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 hit after hit. I think everyone went positive in batting average, except for like one or two people.
1: Um yeah, they the only uh the only person that did not get a hit was Drew Matthews, and he was uh the designated hitter, but he had two at bats and scored two runs. Uh, so I don't know if he was hit by a pitch or maybe got on on a sacrifice uh, somehow or another. Yeah, but he sacrificed. So, yeah. so uh, you know, and, and and you need guys that want to do that. You know, you mm-hmm. need guys that want to be able to sacrifice uh, their at-bat for the, for the wealth of the team. You know, you spoke on that second inning a little bit. Liberty Center was able to get five runs in the top of that second inning. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then cap, and then, Cap that off with one in the third and seven more in the fourth which really kind of set that away liberty center with 15 hits on the night on their way to 13 runs and i think the area that coach Zider would be most pleased with is the zero in the error column uh which is something that he kind of preached a little bit uh zach weaver with a triple also added two. Yeah, that was almost a home run too. also added two runs he had three hits and two rbis Landon Amstutz also had two hits and three at bats, and also a grand salame, Uh which was kind of the <laughs> the, the, right the plate here. on that uh, big <laughs> inning of the second and the fi- uh, and the fourth inning.
0: Yeah, and Weaver, you uh, tell us what? <laughs> how many attempts did Study have at a grand well, slam?
2: He had at least I think it was four, at least four times. The, all the bases were loaded, and he was up the bat, two outs, two outs, and he had four. I think the fourth time he smacked it. out. I, I knew he was trying to go for a home run. <laughs> you know, and and as a guy as a guy with the hitting
1: capability um that he has, uh actually I, you know, real quick, I believe he's one of the leading area hitters. Yeah, I think in he's our area number one right now. in the NWL. He, he is number yeah. one with a five forty five batting average. This was again as of Wednesday. So add two more hits on Thursday and another two on Saturday as well. I think he had two against Hilltop on Saturday. Um and a 10 nothing win. He, in fact, only had one hit and two at bats, also had a walk as well. But, uh, you know, and then we talk about Zach Weaver doing a really nice job on Thursday uh, hitting the ball in crucial situations, had a big triple. You know he's a guy that you can just kind of throw in any position. He can catch a little bit. You can put him in the outfield. You could probably put him at first base if it, you know if he had to play it. Um, and also a guy that he you know when he, when he throws strikes yeah. he can be really really effective on the mound and he showed that on Saturday, uh, throwing a one hitter against Hilltop. He did throw he did have six walks, uh, but struck out eleven and again that one hit uh, threw 111 pitches and 61 were for strikes. So over 50 percent. You definitely want to be over that for strike. so kudos there to Zach Weaver. Um, and he Zach? also hit a home run on Saturday. So Yeah, another uh, one. And another one, Gee. so that's his second one of the year. And, and, and you know, I would love to see uh, some of the stats and, uh, and see where he's at on the RBI chain because I really feel like if there was a, a league leader in RBIs only uh, that he would have to be right at the top of that list because he's just a guy that always si- uh, finds a way to put the ball in play uh, when there's a guy on base. Um, a couple other big, uh, big pitching stats. You know, we talked a little bit about now that we've kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the little bit of a one-two punch, and you know, we talked about Carter Dickman a little bit. Now let's talk about the other side on the t- on the one-two punch with Landon Amstutz, uh, who's a guy that throws the ball really effectively as well. He's had 17 innings of work. He's given up 18 hits, eight runs, seven of them earned, with 16 strikeouts uh, and a couple of walks. And uh, his ERA is, um, or I'm sorry, that's win loss. He has well, he's one and one with his record, but again, uh, ERA right at about 2.88. A guy that can and deliver strikes for you. Um, another guy on the list is Dylan Dominic from Bryan High School. He's uh, had 28 innings of work. Uh, so a guy that obviously they trust to throw the baseball a lot over there. He's given up 20 hits, um, 17 runs. And only three of those are, excuse me, four of those are earned runs. So okay. Brian's struggling a little bit in the field, which is why uh they're sitting at a six and six record right now, having some they, trouble they, fielding their position a little the bit. Patriots? Um on right. Thursday, PH did defeat Brian five to one thanks to a two hitter from Aiden Bear or a four hitter from Aiden Behrman who also struck out twelve golden bears. So Um, You know, we talk about the the ability that he has. Brian won the league last year for Behrman to go over there and really shut him down. I think I think that's a big win for Patrick Henry, especially when you look at things now. Patrick Henry three and one in the league. Liberty Center three and one in the league. Um, you know, going into this when I wrote all this stuff down on Wednesday last week, uh, Patrick Henry, Wauseon, Brian, Evergreen, Liberty Center and Swan all at one and one in the league. So, you know, we had talked about the league being so up and, you know, anybody could anybody who's anybody could win this league this year. And I think we're seeing that now. You know, Archibald maybe struggled a little bit earlier in the year, not maybe starting to find some of their identity. They have a couple of guys who are three and zero pitching two and one on the mound. And, you know, when we talked to Coach Selgo about what their weaknesses were going to be, mm-hmm. that was one of his points. Uh, you know, pitching was one of his big things. And when you're seeing guys like Creighton Kern on this list, you also have Jaden Seiler on the list who's thrown almost 14 innings, and he's ha- he has a 2.55 ERA, and he's 2-0 with his win-loss ratio. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about pitching is big, which is why we want to mention this right away, and then mm-hmm. kind of rounding out the top is Nick Krusel. Uh, from evergreen he's thrown 17 innings of work he's given up 21 hits uh with five earned runs 13 strikeouts and uh he is oh what did i say uh, one and two on the year with a 2.06 ERA so um i i'm pretty sure that's diminishing you know if you're evergreen and you're looking at that you know your pitchers are going out there throwing strikes they have another kid Uh, also who uh, has a 1.47 ERA in the the Vance kid who we saw, you know, is a very, very nice capable hitter that they have. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so I think, you know, when you're looking at the scheme of things, Evergreen's in the right spot, you know, maybe just not getting the, the production offensively that they need. Uh, outside of their top couple of hitters which is Colton Robertson he's batting 486 and Lane Vance who's batting seven uh 467 excuse me so they have some kids that can hit the ball I just think they're a little bit top heavy and need to spread out throughout you know maybe not as you know as wealthy as Liberty Center is when you're looking 1 through 9 or as um Patrick Henry is when you're looking 1 through 9 with guys with experience and I just wanted to point out to you guys we won on Swanton as well 13 to 1 at swanton on yep. tuesday i think that yes, was a reschedule tuesday. from it monday was, to yep, tuesday it was tuesday uh so 13 to 1 over swanton on tuesday 13 to 0 over Wasion on on thursday and then 10 to 0 at home over hilltop on saturday which goes to a 36 to 1 run advantage over the last three games for the tigers and you know they were at five and five now they're at eight and five three and one in the league Really, I mean, I mean, really, just in a in a position to control their own destiny as far as mm-hmm. you know, winning the league or whatever they need to do as far as that goes. Uh, again, playing Delta on Monday, and then you turn around and you get two huge, 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 huge. <laughs> league games back to back. When you're talking about the 27th on Thursday, the 27th, they will be traveling to Sumter Field at Bryan High School to play Bryan
0: Gold. Bears. And then they'll
1: turn around on Monday, May 1st, and they'll play at home against the Patriots. So back, those back. are the two big games yes. uh, for the Tigers. And when you're talking about winning the league, I mean, those are the last two league games. Liberty Center would close out with Van Buren, Fairview, Toledo Christian, OG, and Holgate. Uh, but when you're talking about league, league scheme of things, implications, yeah, these are huge, Patrick Henry huge at 3-1. and one. You know, you're talking because they be they got beat by Washington, mm-hmm. so that just shows you exactly how, whether you want to say balanced or unbalanced or whatever it is that you want to call it, just a that this mistakes. league is, and that's what it's going to come little down mistakes. to. It's going to come down to what Liberty Center does against Brian mm-hmm. and what Liberty Center does against so, yeah, Patrick but, uh, Henry moving forward because Brian is two and two, and right it now it's kind a of a, a tie for the league race with PH and Liberty Center.
0: A, a very huge pivot for the baseball team there. Uh, obviously if they take down one but lose the other one, that's we might see a two-way tie possibly. And
1: and, and and it was something that was also talked about. You could see a two-way, three-way tie because of the the teams that we have in this area and how good they are. Um, uh, just a couple of games I got for you. Uh, we talked about LC over Wassey on thirteen to one on Thursday. Archibald uh, defeated BG on Thursday seven to one. Creighton Kern with a uh, with two doubles and a triple in that in that baseball game. Uh, just a kid that can really hit the stick. Uh, Friday Brian defeated Delta 11 to zero. Archibald defeated Eden four to three. Also on Friday Defiance uh, defeating Kenton five to one, Aiden Kiesling... Uh, with yep. a seven inning no hitter, he uh, gave up one walk and struck out fourteen. I don't know how you can give up no hitter and give up a run. Uh, obviously some walks, maybe a couple pass balls, some errors. Few, I don't know I believe, sacrifices, uh, but
0: a, there wasn't there a major league team or a Triple A team that threw a no hitter and still lost.
1: Yes, that is a thing. Yep, but you can do you can throw a no hitter and walk. So obviously he did have that one walk. I'm just curious if it was uh, uh, errors in my or pass book, balls I how it went it, but. Uh, I, I nevertheless, well that I took away wouldn't. his perfect game so I'd be pretty upset. So Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: the <laughs> is an absolute amazing athlete. And they have a
1: couple of really good pitchers and then we had another we had a, kid? Uh, another Caden I don't know about him. I don't I'm not sure. They we had another uh no-hitter over the weekend as well. This one from Eden and Kyler Sapp through the 14th no-hitter in Eden baseball history on their way to a 10-nothing win. So uh just a couple of um uh, things and I think the last no hitter um he oh i'm sorry and then we also had a kid from eden that broke the uh stolen base record that was set in 1999 and it was set by skeet hug in 1999 Dang, that was I've, the that was your the word on skeet that hug, skeet, I thi- Skeet mm-hmm. Hug from nineteen ninety nine held that record with forty seven stolen bases and Parrish broke that with uh he, he got a single, drove in a run and then stole second base to cap that off. So congratulations to that young man. Pretty cool stuff there.
0: Absolutely. If you have the name Skeet, you best better bet you better be stealing bases. <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: and then in some other games, Evergreen defeated Delta twelve to one. this was on Thursday, and Evergreen Eight runs in the first inning, kind of got that going. Colton Damn. Robertson, you know, the kid that we talked about batting over five hundred. he had three singles to lead Evergreen. Corey Kahneman had two singles. And also, Corey Kahneman got the win on the mound with three and two-thirds, three and two-thirds shutout inning. Evergreen moves to six and five and two and one in the NWAL after that win. Uh, you know, uh, Delta's struggling a little bit. Bryce Gillen was uh, had a single and a walk at the plate. And Brady Moore took the loss on that one. He gave up eight runs, only three of them earned. So, you know, obviously Delta's struggling a little bit in the field as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a team that has some capability to hit the baseball, but you know, obviously struggling a little bit um, fielding the baseball, and uh, you know that obviously matters.
0: Yeah, like you like like you said uh, early on that most some teams are still trying to find their identity and all that, and um, obviously this is this is we're getting excuse me we're getting to next month into May and all that. And when you usually, I would say right getting close to the end of the season, that's where you want your best baseball to start happening. And then uh hopefully, and get all that momentum go uh, uh momentum traction and all that going into the tournament, into tournament play. And that's something that Archibald has been notorious for doing for many years for over the years now.
1: Yeah. And I have us down for eight more games as far as just Liberty's concerned. So only eight more, and then we'll jump right into the state tournament. Uh, I don't, I think they do the state tournament draw next weekend, mm-hmm. not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. Sunday. So I think that's when the actual tournament draw is. Um, if I'm not, I, I don't want to don't quote me for sure, but I think uh, Liberty no, write Center that down. is write that down. still Division Three in baseball. I'm not okay. if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they're still Division Three in baseball, just okay. like they are in basketball. Um, but I have like I said, Liberty Center down for eight more games, so obviously
0: we're getting close to tournament time already. And
1: their goal is still in reach. I mean, and, and when you're talking about getting towards the end of the season, you still want your your preseason goals to still be there. Yep. One of the big things was to win the
2: league, and you and
0: know, they, and they have a shot for the they first ha-
2: time in a long time, a
0: very long time. What did coach Zider say? 1967. Nineteen. Yep, the great Spike Whitman was on that team, and I believe he said he was a ba- he was a Spike bench warmer. Whitman. There
1: was a Moeller on that team. I believe it. Was Tom, Tom Molar was on that team. Um, Terry, Miller. Terry Miller was on that team. Terry right? Miller was my eighth grade, seventh grade football coach. <laughs> Oh, Terry, but Ryan name. as Ryan's Wait, he, dad because Ryan Ryan was, Ryan was, was my he? baseball coach in high school.
2: Was it Wait Terry? A Wait, was it yeah Terry the bus driver? Who was the coach of <laughs> yeah. the baseball team? The one that, that drove year? away from my house one day because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there's, outside. There is the <laughs> waiting for. There
1: is the there is the, the trivia. There is the trivia yeah. question. Who was who was the head coach of the Liberty Center baseball team the last time they won the league in nineteen ninety or nineteen sixty seven? If you can if you, if you get, get the, the right answer, answer, if you get the right answer, we'll give you a free T-shirt if you can get the right answer. A free T-shirt. you gotta, and you got to send the answer to me.
0: A free T-shirt, and you get to sit on Spike's lap during a game. And I'll post it on our <laughs> social media
1: sites as well. If you, the first person to answer gets a free T-shirt, and uh, we get to <laughs> <laughs> shout out our, our LC Tiger Sports Live uh, once again, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll involve some stuff. With, we'll get them incorporated in some of these giveaways too, because they do so much for us. So yeah, uh, um, but
0: that's that's the Mark Bly special prize. If you get if he's you, the, he's the broadcast. he
1: is the um what do we call that the crit the the trivia question master. I mean, if there is a good trivia question, the cap the cap's got it somewhere in yeah, his and, noggin. He's gonna have to take a few minutes to find it, but it's it's <laughs> yeah, up there somewhere. He's like
0: he always says, "I know, I know, if you Googled it or not, I would know." And he would, I guarantee, he would. <laughs> Um... Just a couple more games from the
1: weekend before we jump to some of the offensive oh, yeah, statistics the way, one, for baseball. One
0: last thing, uh, I do remember Terry Miller. Uh, he was my junior high football coach. He was, he was my savage. junior high football coach. He was a savage guy.
1: Him and <laughs> <laughs> him and Luke Crozier were my, like were he was, my eighth grade baseball. He was my uh, best,
2: our football coach. He was my bus driver for like Terry Miller. Years. Drove bus. Oh yeah, yeah, he drove bus. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah whenever, he was a savage. <laughs> we were running down the 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 driveway and he beeped. Once he beeps the third time, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were halfway running down and he just. He just stares at us and just leaves off. <laughs> Absolute savage.
0: Yeah, but uh, if the seventh, like, um, like um, when. The and the next sem- day, we're like, oh, that's fantastic. I didn't see you there. For the junior, I uh, remember. I don't know if, they, if junior high still does it. Uh, they always had the a doubleheader uh, game for seventh grade and eighth grade against Patrick Henry. Uh, One during the day, uh, in the obviously. During the day, and then they'll then the, I believe the eighth grade played under the lights. After that, I don't know if they still do it anymore. But he drew, every single row game we had. Coach Miller always drove the bus. He always did. And he always told us to be quiet. If anyone <laughs> said a peep, he said, you're standing on the bench.
1: Okay, I got a funny bus story for you after I finish this. <laughs> I love buses. Okay. We love buses. There, um, ladies also, ladies um, and gentlemen,
0: this is the Enzo Militia with bus um, exclusive content. Exclusive <laughs> bus content? Exclusive well, then we're going to have content. to have on
1: my buddy Robbie Lamb. <laughs> he will talk your ears off about buses. Um, great kid, too. Um on Saturday, Napoleon uh, – this was a good game. I, you know, this was an interesting one that it kind of caught my eye. They mm-hmm. played Tenora over the weekend on Saturday. This was a nine-inning baseball game. Ooh. Uh, one that took some extra innings to go. Eight to baseball. S- eight to six, Napoleon was able to get the win uh, and move to eight, four, and one. Tenora – who are they tied to? Excuse me. Excuse me. In the loss. Moves to eight and three. Uh, Dal- Dalton Wolfram led Tenora at the plate with a double and three runs scored – Blake Wolf led the Napoleon Wildcats at the plate. He was four of five with a double and two singles. Uh, Patrick Henry defeated Kaleida fifteen to eight over the weekend. Patrick Henry racked up twelve hits, including four of them from Nash Meyer. Uh, and it's uh, and yeah, so um, that was uh, some of those games from this weekend. Uh, we'll get. Let's get these uh, offensive statistics out to you guys. Uh again, just want to mention to you these are all from as of Wednesday 419. There was a couple of games played obviously after these, so uh stick with me just to, you know, we just obviously wanted to give give the people a little bit of stuff. Uh the leading league uh, and this is just NWOL leading league hitter is Landon Amstutz with 5.45 average with 18 hits, 12 runs scored and 11 RBIs. Uh, second is Josiah Gomez from Archibald he's batting 500 with 22 at bats 11 hits five runs scored Colton Robertson from Evergreen with 37 at bats he has 18 hits 13 runs scored and uh, 12 stolen bases on his way to a 486 average Tyson Rodriguez from Wauseon High School is batting 469 with 15 hits and Lane Vance is batting 467 from Evergreen High School and he also has fourteen hits. And then Carson Dominic from Archibald has twenty seven at bats. He's batting four forty four with twelve hits. Creighton Kern has fourteen hits batting four thirty eight. Um he scored fourteen runs. So just a guy that you know he's leading this list right here in runs scored with fourteen. So and just a guy that always finds himself on base uh, Trent Eitner from Swanton, 34 at-bats. He's batting 412. Joe Watson from Bryan with 43 at-bats, and he's batting 395 with 17 hits. Uh, so just a couple of kids there that you know have really done a, a nice job uh, on the hitting side of things. Uh, we'll look at a little bit of the NLL stuff hitting. Um, Devin Dietrich from Napoleon is leading that. He is batting 647 with 17 at-bats and 11 hits. So maybe not as many at-bats there, but obviously when you're 11 hits and 17 at-bats, you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brock Hastings from Bowling Green High School is batting 560. And Bryce Anderson from Anthony Wayne is batting 487. He has 39 at-bats and he has 19 hits. Um, Pitching stuff for the NLL, uh, Owen Espinoza from Napoleon, nine innings pitched, has a .7 eight ERAs, only giving up six hits. So another one of those guys that uh, can kind of come in and make some saves. Uh, Nine innings pitched. It doesn't go by games. It's just strictly by – no, you're fine. Uh, Strictly by innings pitched there. Blake Wolf from Napoleon, he's 22.7 innings pitched, uh, and he's uh, got a 2.47 ERA with 21 strikeouts. He has a 2-1-1 record. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, and a couple guys from Anthony Wayne as well, you know, Really pitching well, but they have so many arms. They have a couple of guys with 15 innings, 8 innings, 10 innings. Uh, so they really spread the wealth over there as far as um, getting guys on the mound. You know the pitch mm-hmm. pitch rule. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the pitch rule no, it's, like 125 it's 125 on the day. But if you throw 70, you got to take a day off. If you throw 80, you got to take two days mm-hmm. off. If you throw 90, you got to take three days off. Or you know, and the it's really strict. When it comes to that kind of thing, yeah, as far as the pitch count is concerned, you know, obviously player safety and stuff like that. We want to make sure everybody's, yeah. you know, safe in that aspect. But Just
0: out of curiosity, uh, that one kid, I think it was two years ago when you guys played against – when you your team went against Defiance. What happened to the kid that was throwing that extremely nasty curve or curveball?
1: I'm sure he's probably on the team because everybody, everybody Defiance brings up in their youth program or has been very successful. They've – now, I was kind of telling Mark this a little bit before you guys got here. You know, Defiance breeds athletes and and pitchers because they do it year round. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids only do baseball in the spring. Well, they do baseball
2: yeah. all the yeah, time. I, yeah, I went to their uh, their camps and stuff, and it's pretty elite. <laughs> they even they even bring in some major league players that played at Defiance. And when you're talking about a list of kids
1: that are pretty good, you know, when you're talking about Defiance that. so the,
0: Defiance is the Vanderbilt of this area, in my personal opinion.
1: Uh, just, just to look ahead a little bit, like we said, a little bit at some of these league games uh, coming up this week. Uh, Liberty Center, again, will play at home against Delta on Monday and then Thursday on the road at Bryan. Archibald will play Monday the 24th at home against Bryan and then on the road April 27th at Wasion. And they also play Evergreen on the first, so they have three ba- uh, three league games in a row. Uh, Brian, again, they will be playing at Archibald on Monday. They play Tuesday as well. That one's against Perrysburg. Uh, and then they play Thursday against Liberty Center. So at Archibald, and then home versus Perrysburg and L.C. So this is a big week for the big week, excuse me, for the Brian Golden Bear baseball team. When you're talking about Isaiah playing your best baseball down the stretch, mm-hmm. you have three very, very quality opponents all over 500. Mm-hmm. All teams with really good pitching arms. This is a really, really nice stretch of a week of a test for the Brian Golden Bear baseball Absolutely. team, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely, and also a huge league implications too uh playing against the Tigers of Liberty Center and it's going to and re- like like you said earlier we could see a three-way tie possibly who knows we'll, we'll see we will play a game well, let's find out
2: no no Marco there can only be one winner <laughs>
0: either coming on first or you coming last
2: if you ain't first you're last
1: um and then Patrick Henry will play Wassey on, on Monday and then they will play McComb on Tuesday at home, and then they will travel to Evergreen on Thursday, and then they play on Friday as well. So Patrick Henry has four games this week, the 24th, 25th. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday games for Patrick Henry. Uh, and then they're going to play uh, battle it out against LC on the 1st. And, you know, I want to talk about Patrick Henry's schedule a little bit here going down the stretch. You talk about games against Liberty at at Liberty, home against Airsville at Tenora, home against OG at Liberty Benton and versus Napoleon. so Yeah, they got a uh, gauntlet. A very big gauntlet, if you will, coming down that last six or seven games there. And, you know, they're really going to find out who they are as a baseball team, in my opinion, on that. And then you look at Swanton uh, also battling it out with some league teams. They're going to be at Evergreen on Monday. They're going to play Wednesday at weight, and then they will play Thursday against Delta. So a lot of league implications yeah, going on with some of the baseball games this week. and. Mm-hmm you know obviously these teams are you know they're going to be biting for the tournament slots coming up the next couple of weeks everybody mm-hmm. seems like they got a little bit of a of a gauntlet of a schedule coming up mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes this week especially with all the league the league games and league implications that are on display so
0: yeah the one thing with, during the liberty swatting game for the baseball team uh Liberty just no matter what swatting threw at them they were hitting it like they were hitting it like crazy and uh I Zach Weaver was very close to getting inside the Parker uh, if he if he would have unhitched the trailer If only only
1: had any speed
0: <laughs> yeah if he unhi- it all he had to do was unhitch the trailer that's all he had to do and he couldn't unhitch
2: it <laughs> he couldn't unhitch the trailer say they better they should have put a fence in it would have been over <laughs> it would have been over
0: well it. I I'm just saying though I say we petition. To have the, uh, what, uh, what I we, think should we they were- call the creek cam. So, oh, when <laughs> they fly into and the, the creek. <laughs> install a camera and <laughs> turn the broadcast. And if the ball is going to go head to the creek or a player is going to make a, a valid attempt to the creek, boom. <laughs> Kick it right over there, and see the kid uh, uh, cannibal that, right
2: into the into the creek. I heard that Swamp might be getting a new field.
0: Yes, uh, I believe uh, they got they have a lot. Of do- they've been doing a uh, believe donation drives, I believe, or something like that, and to um yeah, finally. <laughs> to be put for to get a valiant effort to get the the baseball and the softball teams, um, better field facilities and all that. So that that was the one thing I always. That was the one thing with base with Swans baseball. I always wondered what like, there's no home run, so it's just going to be getting inside the Parker. Then would, would that be considered that basically at that point, mm-hmm. right?
1: If it can't go over, if it doesn't go over the fence, it can't be an out of the Parker. I, <laughs> I, 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 I came to
0: think the conclusion you hit it the over the creek, air. I think
1: somebody hit it over the creek. I, I into can't, the creek. If you hit it into the creek in the air, it's a home
2: run.
0: I came to the conclusion if it hits to the creek, it like you said, it's a home run. But they hit it over the over the road. What's the w- there ain't no way. You should go to the
2: MLB.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like Jason Moeller hitting it over the BA Miller Field sign. He hit it over the BA Miller Field sign, dead center field. Dang. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, I wonder. If I, another Tiger did that, didn't they? Who? No.
1: Yeah. Was it Kraus? Oh, Krause. Was it the Kraus kid?
0: Kraus, Kraus.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, him and him and Badge.
0: So so like in Boston they call it the Green Monster. So the center field wall in Liberty is the Black Monster. No. No. Because it's
1: not really a wall because it's behind the field. But I get what you're saying with this. But, hey, uh, we'll go on to some softball stuff here. Obviously want to shout out to our sponsors for helping us out with the, the baseball side of things. Um, you can give uh, AB, Perfe- AB Perfectionist Painting and Knock knock It Out Drywall a call. You can call them at 419-906-1627. Uh, get an Austin Berduzio ear over there. He'll help you out with all your needs um and then he'll send his painting he'll send his drywall crew over there to drywall it up and then he'll send his painting crew right over there after it to come in uh picasso it up for you so you can give those guys a call for anything also like to send a a big thank you to joshua martin
0: mr field goal
1: mr field goal himself who's been uh, uh supporting us since we started this venture in football season you know i always love our little conversations uh hey what do you got for this week you know what do you know and
0: I, makes one, me feel important, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really excited when we get uh, Mr. Field Goal on to when he makes his first appearance for next for the fall. Because I guarantee you right now <laughs> there's going to be a lot of Field Goal jokes for that one.
1: And a big shout-out to Dorian Hooker's Pro Day Performance Training with Dorian Hooker and Jordan Um uh, You can give those guys a call, set up a training session. They are train division one athletes they train athletes from northwest ohio all over the area they train athletes from anywhere from north central all the way to anthony wayne to rossford to perrysburg and he's even got a few kids up in michigan that come down there too so um, if you really want a a fun experience a great atmosphere and uh, a place to get in shape uh, dorian hookers pro day performance training is the way to go
0: absolutely and shout outs to uh, tiger den dairy bar with duke snyder and if you get the
2: chance, ask for a Duke Burger and find out what happens. Is that like a secret menu item or something? No, it's, no. The, it's
1: the cheeseburger. We just call it the Duke Burger oh. because it <laughs> is the Duke Burger. That, it that is was, the Duke Burger. Um, Burger. So, so now that you mention him, let me let me, let me me tell you my funny bus story. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, we played a game, my JV, JV and Brian, and uh, we got slaughtered. It was not pretty. And uh, the varsity at the time, you know, was the varsity baseball or softball team was over in Bryan while the JV baseball team was over in Bryan? Uh, kind of what they do now. You know, you go play a league game or whatever. Coached, Coach Snyder was a man that loved his McDonald's. <laughs> and he said that uh, if we were to play, if we played well, that we could go out to eat after the game.
0: <laughs> we
1: got run ruled. So we did not <laughs> play well. We did not play well. Um, and the varsity team did play well and won. And uh, oh, we went to McDonald's I, after the game, and we tried to get off the bus, and Coach Snyder looked at us and said, what are you all doing? And we're going to eat. What do you mean? He said, I said, if you guys played well, we would eat McDonald's. Sit your butts <laughs> back down. We sat in that bus while the varsity <laughs> softball team went <laughs> in and ate McDonald's because he was a man of his word. If you don't play well, you, you don't earn it, you ain't getting it. That's what happened. <laughs> and, it ended up, and it ended up being one of the best conversations we've ever had. All of our whole team was just in there, just laughing it up with Coach Snyder. So – that was a good memory. He was a, he was my JV baseball coach. He was quite a guy, quite quite a fella. Still is quite a fella, but oh, you know, yeah, he's, absolutely. Just, he's always joking, always got something to say.
0: And Meyer Hop Insurance with Gudo. Oh, what's the one? Oh, man.
1: Brain fart. What are you talking
0: about? Greg yeah, well, Badenhoff. Greg Badenhoff, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Weaver probably won't remember him either by the time we I'm get terrible done. terrible with names,
2: okay? <laughs> I am court.
0: Bad. Uh Shout-outs to 3Court with Shane Humble.
1: Uh Sign it, screen it, sew it, print it.
0: And uh, Swat Welding with Norm Zider and supporting Northwest Ohio over the years.
1: All right, let's get into our softball stuff here a little bit. Um. Let's just go over some of these records I got. Uh, you know, obviously softball in full swing. Looking at some league races uh, uh, mm-hmm. next week as well. I
2: think I heard the Liberty Center is third. Oh, uh, Liberty Center NWL. is fourth. Tied third? first
1: in the league with first, Brian. No. Yeah, they're tied first with Brian, both four zero, oh, I believe. And they play Thursday. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's here's what I have a little bit for league. Brian at thirteen and one overall. This says Liberty Center at eleven and three overall. Defiance at ten and four overall. Arch, or excuse me, Tenora at eleven and four overall. Archibald at eight and six overall. Ayersville nine and four overall. Swanton at seven and seven. Napoleon has been struggling They're, This has five and five. I don't know about that. Um, Patrick Henry at seven and seven. Evergreen at five and six. Delta at zero and fifteen. And Wasson. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> right in front of my face somewhere. Uh, Wasion moved to four and nine and zero oh and three in the league. So, uh, you know when you're talking about the softball aspect of things, uh, Fairview obviously the the best team in the league, sitting at fifteen and zero. Oh, um, you know, just a really nice, solid softball team. Uh, and then you look at the area teams uh, behind them, and it's just kind of like, you know, Brian has a really good progr- uh, a really good program. You know, they have a couple of girls that can really hit the ball out of the park. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Liberty Center, and you know, you're seeing girls like Emma St. Clair hitting grand slams. And, you know it's just maybe not not one of those things you're used to seeing it. and no. you know Liberty Centers just kind of really exploded yeah. the last couple of games getting some runs yeah uh, shout and out they've to done a be nice a job
0: for dinging the top of my of my hood of my car this <laughs> uh, she in uh, <laughs> Swanton uh, ball right when the right when that ball hit the her bat you you knew that thing was gone and so I parked in the left field so obviously mm. you so yep you right, never
2: parked that close next to a field.
0: Well, I'm sorry. That was the only spot <laughs> really I really had to choose from.
2: Especially right there, right next.
0: Well, to here's me. the thing, though. I didn't know they were going to hit a homer that day. Anyways, so be so that ball leaves be as bat, and I realized that ball is going to left field. And it was a little bit windy. I was like, please move a scotch to the left, please. No. The one time the wind decided not to kick in. And, and boom, hits that, and they're like, Whose vehicle is that? And like, that's mine. <laughs> and like, and like, oh no. <laughs> and so, but
2: looks like someone's not getting a cheeseburger. <laughs>
0: nope, <laughs> someone's not getting a cheeseburger. They're going to be paying for that dent. Jk, just joking. But um, yeah. So
1: last week, a uh, little bit, a little bit of some softball scores here. Brian, uh, you know, we talked about Brian being really good. They beat mm-hmm. Patrick Henry on Thursday, ten to nothing. Uh Thea Stat State State Staten, excuse me.
0: Staten? Staten? No, Staten.
1: Um she uh has been really a really nice bright spot, uh, excuse me, for Brian. Uh she had a one hit, no walk outing, uh, and they're on their way to a ten nothing victory over Patrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh Brian moved to twelve and one and three and three and zero in the NWOAL. Patrick Henry, a young team. Uh, only with one upperclassman on the roster and she's only a junior. So a young team for Patrick Henry. Uh they're six and seven and one and two uh, after that loss. And you know, we talked a little bit about Liberty Center as well. You know, we talked about Emma St. Clair hitting a grand slam, but really in the retrospective things, an eighteen to five uh five inning victory for Wasion or for excuse me, Liberty Center over Wasion. Yep. So Liberty Center goes to Wasion and scoots out a oh, you know, 31 to thirty one to a 31 to five run advantage between the two teams. And you know, what, what more could you ask for with uh, the teams? You know, like you said, playing late in the, in the season that are coming down here and and the lady tigers are on fire right now.
0: Absolutely. And it's going to be a battle of the Goliaths uh, when it comes to the lady bears versus the lady tigers. And that could possibly be the league championship game right there, because I don't think there's any other teams in the league left at the, at this moment right now that can beat either team
1: you know, and and it's kind of interesting because you know we were at the Liberty Center Evergreen game just a couple weeks ago, a game that went into nine innings, and mm-hmm. Liberty Center had to walk it off on a walk off walk. Yeah, uh, and you know, and that just shows you how well these teams can play on any given night. And Liberty Center really had to buckle down uh, to get that win late in that game. And, yeah, and that was that was one of the most entertaining games you can get down there on that oh uh, yeah, softball it, it field was, It
0: was. It was because Emmy exciting. Gray almost
1: almost hit one out in the uh, sixth inning or whatever it was, and then you know Liberty Center kind of got him into some a little bit of trouble.
0: A lot and of, of gut wrenching there. Evergreen, yeah, Evergreen a was able to. A lot of gut wrenching yep. there. So, absolutely. And Evergreen, I believe, like hearing them being five and six as of right now, I find that very hard to believe. But at the same time, could be down a little bit than uh, usual, but. And then, uh, Brian, uh,
1: and then Brian, and then Brian followed up a win on Thursday with another win on Friday. This one over Delta, in a fifteen. Oh, excuse me, that's the wrong score. In a ten to nothing victory, uh, Thea Staten uh, once again um, pitching and uh, batting five scoreless innings on the mound, uh, just with allowing just one hit, and she went two for three at the plate with a three run shot. Mm-hmm. and three RBIs, so she's been a really nice, bright spot for them as well. Swanton with a 9-3 victory over Archbold. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got six runs in the last two innings uh, to break a 3-3 tie, which was 3-3 going into the fifth, so mm-hmm. uh, a big win there. Um, Swanton goes to 7-5, and 3-1 and one in the league, so Swanton uh, carefully just sitting there at 3-1, and one, maybe waiting for a team to make a mistake, could possibly pounce – Pounce on their way to find their way into a three-way. Spoiler tie or dogs. Uh, you just never know with how that's going to go. So
0: so instead of the spoiler bears, we got the spoiler dogs for the spring season, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to be their title for the rest of the year now, unless I change my mind.
1: Uh, and Until, then,
0: unless Phil uh, uh, says that we were wrong about death ability <laughs> being contenders during the football season, that, which they weren't. <laughs> um, uh,
1: Napoleon. Uh also with a fifteen to eight win over Ma uh Napoleon was actually losing in this game by seven runs. Uh and then and then they scored eight runs in an inning to kind of just blow that whole game open. Uh Erica Meyer had two doubles and she also had two RBIs and Taylor Smith um had a single or two singles and a double with an RBI as well. Um Ariana Keisling got the got the win. Got the win. Um, she allowed eight runs, four earned on seven hits, with seven walks and five strikeouts. Um, so, you know, good win for Napoleon there. Obviously, bouncing back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you're losing like that, and you're able to come back and get some get some rally, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe these were on Friday. Uh, Evergreen defeated Delta in a ra- uh, you know in a game that was just kind of back and forth. Uh, this game ended up twelve to eight. Macy Chamberlain. For Evergreen, home, uh, hit two home runs in the
0: ballgame. So Penn State commit strikes again. Penn State commit? Yeah. yeah. For softball? Yeah. Holy Moses. Macy Chamberlain, Penn State commit.
1: Yeah, she had two home runs and four RBIs, um, while Ava Vakulik hit a double and Kyra Keller had a triple. Uh, and then e- Evie Schrader. Uh, got the win on the mound. One hit, zero walks with striking out one, and she only went one and two, uh, two-thirds scoreless innings there. Uh, Kate Fries for Delta had a single double and two RBIs uh, for the Lady Panthers. Evergreen moves to five and six and one and two in the league, and Delta moves to 0 and 12 and 0 and three Yikes. in the league. Yikes. Um, so tough sledding there for uh, for the Delta Panthers right now. Um yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, all right. pretty much the scores that I got for some of the softball. Okay. Um, like I said, I'll try to get as much of those stats to you as I can next week. I, you know, kind of had a, I trying to focused a little bit more on baseball this week when I, because I knew the, uh, uh, the big league games were coming up this week. Obviously, big league contentions. Uh, both that, sides. That game's at, at Brian on Thursday, I believe, for softball, at Brian for baseball, both with big league contentions. Uh, you know, this is a really big week for the, uh, and then you talk about the GMC a little bit, you know, we talked about a little bit about Wayne Trace kind of taking hold of Tenora, but, um, you know, you just never know with that league. uh, Anybody can win on any given day, and I think Antwerp is another one of those teams that could surprise you if you're you're not careful. They played really well down the stretch last year and were able to get to a sectional final, I believe. So um, they're a good team uh, if their pitching is on, and, you know, when you have Landon Brewery, he's a pretty nice athlete, anything's possible over there. So, Uh, Just got to watch out for these area teams, man. There's a lot of good area teams. Napoleon playing really well right now, and they got the kid that's batting over 600. He's obviously doing some things. Uh, Blake Wolf, you know, we saw him with the injury in basketball. That kind of slowed down his basketball season a little bit. Nice to see he's not having any lingering effects from that and obviously doing some really nice things on the Diamond as well. Uh, You know, last week we had the Henry County Classic Tournament. You know, we saw uh, annual the the first first annual. Uh, We saw Liberty Center and Patrick Henry. Uh, bat or Napoleon battle it out in a really close game you know so uh, you know I I think Holgate beat Patrick Henry and Holgate and Napoleon ended up playing for the title but it
0: seems that Patrick Henry and Holgate have brewed a little rivalry to themselves in the in these Henry County tournaments. Uh, oh, thanks
1: to it started in basketball, huh? Yeah, that, that it was started, a, that was a slugfest. Started was fun. in
0: basketball. I think it started two years ago when that rivalry started, and ever since then they just tend to find each other, always playing uh, playing against each other all the time, and uh, it's a very entertaining and very competitive rivalry that they got going there.
1: Yeah, and I think you know we talk about the out of league rivalries, you know that kind of are fun for us, Riley. You know we talk about like. Maybe a little bit of like the Liberty Cold Water type stuff yep. or Archibald mm. Cold Water. Even it seems like yeah. these Mac schools are trying to come up here and find some rivalries the with trio us. Trio that
2: goes back and forth, back and forth. I,
1: I even like the Archibald Genoa. I, I think that's becoming, I think that's becoming a nice little rivalry because both of those schools always have good, talented rosters now, in whatever want, sports it, they're playing. It, so now
0: we want to talk about a, a posi- hopefully a dream a dream rivalry. In my personal opinion, Liberty versus Genoa. Changed my mind.
1: Well, would you have said that before exactly. 2018 or after? Exactly. I after exactly. maybe after since 18. 2018. It, after
0: 18, because if there wasn't. I thought more we were going to find a way to play him
1: this year in football. I really thought I, they I, were going to find a way to sneak in. And, and I call. And we I almost him, they called it.
0: So I, they got. They. I believe. Yeah, they had to play Oak Harbor, their uh, their rival. They had to play Oak Harbor in another rematch, and I believe they call it. I think it's their version. I think they call it the Egg Bowl or something like that. They have they have like this real, a very historical rivalry between the two, and they battle it out. And um, what they do is they put the little pl- the little engraving on the trophy. And once it gets to the last one, whoever wins that game gets to keep it. And then they make it, and they get a new one and, re- and
2: redo the process. I think we need to make a trophy or something.
1: I also think that I would really like to play Elmwood again in a in a neutral setting again I'll with be, nicer weather. <laughs> oh God, that oh, because we. We because were, <laughs> that was a game of centuries, and I think that would be another another rivalry that could be brewed somehow or another is Elmwood versus Liberty Center because yeah. and that game had, had everything in it, including, like, the worst weather. You could possibly stand in front of a game, and it was just – it was yeah, just it one was, of those it was, it was one a, of those things where you're like man I would pay to watch this 10 times a year. Like it was that fun, it was, it was that exciting, a, it was like a, it was that good of a ball it game. It was an
2: absolute amazing game. Yeah, amazing game. That's the box, best part when you boxes get down, to down those. there with no sleeves on.
1: half the team was <laughs> and it was crazy and like
0: like that, how like I don't like back when I was in school I don't think I even be able to pull that off. There was no way. I don't know how they did it. I was a sissy girl. I was like no nah, <laughs> I need
1: sleeves, sweatshirt, give me all that stuff. I can't. I don't like cold, man. I don't like being cold. I mean yeah, like
0: that night, I remember I I think I was wearing a t shirt, a thermal, a hoodie, and a coat. And I had so much <laughs> stuff on.
1: My neck was hurting. Like I, I my neck was being weighed down by all the stuff that I had on. Like our, like our poor LC Tiger Sports Live guys had to stand outside and endure that stuff. To not well, not well, not, not Mark. Our, our poor LC Tiger Sports Live play by play. Callers well,
0: I think Spike keep the heat going the whole entire time. Well, yeah, we they were, sat in we the were, middle we right too
1: because everybody was huddled around him. give <laughs> like
0: me get a little bit of wind resistance here? Yeah. Yeah. So. In the press
2: box, they opened the door. It was like a heat wave coming out of there. <laughs> it was. the
0: The funny part ridiculous. is the funny part is uh, throughout the whole entire time. Every time whenever that uh, the first time that I opened, I look over. There's Coach Lingren Yeah, just, just sitting just, there. Just sitting there. He's like. Right. He says that
1: I tell you right now, there's not a press box in America that guy can't get himself. I don't care who it is. He'll walk in there and be like, yeah, I'm Rexlinger and is there any way I- my, my my name's on the wall at Ohio Stadium. Look it up. Like let me in here. He could go in with a pad of paper, like, I'm here to recruit. Yeah, come on in. You look like a guy here to recruit. Come on in. Come on. I I have a great story about Rex Lingering and stadiums. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd love go to for it. it. Go for it. The was it Antwerp? What playoff game did we Gibsonburg have? Gibsonburg and Antwerp. Gibsonburg and Antwerp. Right? Great they, game, by the way. They had Gibsonburg and Antwerp people working the gates. Rex comes up, goes to walk in. The lady's like, excuse me. And he's like, yeah? Do you have a ticket? He looks at her and he <laughs> says, no, I don't need a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, everyone needs a ticket. And he looks up. He points to the sign. He goes, my name's on the damn stage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can literally... Oh, end.
1: there's my ticket right there.
0: <laughs> oh, <my> so, gosh. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's amazing. So he used
1: to ask to see your ID, and he showed and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, just sorry, yeah, I, I just insulted a <laughs> legend. Yeah, I just insulted a legend. She didn't care after that. She just said, whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's... So <laughs> <laughs> that is the most lingering thing I have ever heard. That's hilarious. Other than him chasing you with the golf carts.
2: all that, <laughs> Not,
0: a- he had. A, he, what he would do is we will be running four hundreds, and, if, and, he, and he <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> the ones lacking
2: behind, he'll get behind you with the golf <laughs> like, well, cart. Here,
0: look, the one time he see yelled one and done, and we're like, come on, guys, let's book it. All right, all right. So ready, go. So Coach Lingerin seen slap dab in the middle of the practice field with his bullhorn and just just chilling there. Well, Pedro, uh are, are known as Elijah Rising. He's he's like he's he's tailing behind everyone. Like he this he was he was like he was just he was trying he was trying really hard but he couldn't he goes Pedro you don't hurry up I'm gonna start chasing you <laughs> and, and we're like and we're like and like and then like the, everyone that was in front of him was like come on run and I uh, like you're going too slow and then all of a sudden
2: he puts in the third gear Murr.
0: The the top. Skin in the dirt, and you hear him coming, and he's like, I'm coming for you! A, he the the, he, thing he puts heard. the siren on, on the bullhorn, <laughs> and he's he's like and he's holding this <laughs> with one hand. Pedro turns the corner and uh pisses misses the corner oh, he, goes, drifts? He, just, he just goes straight <laughs> he, he
1: drifted in
0: the <laughs> I'm happy
1: you didn't tip over the golf cart. <laughs> no, kid.
0: it was close. It was. It got. It was. It was getting close there, and um. Dun, Pe- nah, and Pedro, Pedro got finished and all that. It was the most. It was so funny. He's like, Pedro, you're lucky. I can't drive one, with one hand. And was,
1: the, the, the you, you saying that like, oh, I'm coming for you. He used to do that when we were at gym class. He'd always be like. Snow, <laughs> 35 squad let's go. I'd be like, come
2: on. <laughs> yeah. did they, didn't he used to, like, do boxing in gym?
1: What? He did boxing in gym? Like, he put – What? Where'd you hear that? Hey, I just want to let it be known that I beat Coach Langer in, in badminton and ping pong, okay? Oh, you, know. g- Nobody you, has ever beaten him. Yeah,
0: when you ask him, <laughs> that what asking. I'll tell you. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> well, here – he – and Batman, and what will happen is, if you get to the game point, he's like, "Oh, would you look at the time? I need to go to the classroom." <laughs> he did it every single time, and Car- so <coughs> because Carpenter, Caleb Carpenter, he w- like Carpenter was pretty good, and he challenged. So the first time he challenged Lingerin, linger just stood in the middle and just he just beat Carpenter by just standing standing in the middle, just standing there. That's what he did.
2: Yeah, and I then the one it.
0: the one time we because Carpenter said he was very confident he was going to beat him. We're like, all right. So literally half of the gym class showed up during during their lunch to watch this match.
1: The epic match that didn't go well.
0: And it was good. It was to first person to fifteen wins. Carpenter was up by four. I got think I the, remember this. Car, they, and Carpenter, got Car, the- Carpenter said game point 14-10. Then Lingren did the what Lingren does. He looked he looked at his watch. and He's like, oh, would you look at that? I need to get to my classroom. And the lunch period wasn't supposed to be done in twenty minutes until twenty more minutes. And he's like, like, dude, you can't. Carver just serves it. And he's like, I won. He's like, does not count? I wasn't standing there.
1: Our. uh. All of our old stories are in a gym that doesn't exist anymore. Unfortunately makes me oh, a little sad. <laughs> it makes gym. me a little
2: sad. Unfortunately. So many. But there was That was so when many. I won a donut during a third three point competition. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember I, this uh, one. I yeah. remember
1: I remember like so sadly bringing my pizza that I owed him for losing to to his office down there in front of his gym class, knowing that I had to give him this this large pizza to himself in front of 50 or 40 kids, how many ever kids that he had in his gym class. Uh-huh. And I walk in there and he, hey, you, you
0: see this? <laughs> you guys see this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what victory looks like. And I'm like, hey, come on, dude. Like, oh pull out my, down my hood, walking out of there. Like, you got a bunch of kid, freshmen or whatever it is and I'm a senior, you know what it
2: was. I thought, <laughs> I thought he had, like, he pitted, like, People that didn't like each other and they boxed each other.
0: No, 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 no. What he would do was he will, if he knew that they didn't like each other, he'll put them on opposing teams and have them be the captains, and or and he will say the objective: you have to take each captain has to take out, take each other out. No one else is allowed to do it. So they will just duke it out between the two, um, and whoever won, good
1: old gladiator ball. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> nothing. Gladiator nothing. Ball, a game of gladiator ball couldn't. Gladiator
0: sit. ball was. Uh, okay, so that now that was, that not, that, built, that destroyed friendships, but also made a lot of characters come out of that, out of Gladiator Ball. So, all right, well, now, now that we now
1: that we went on a complete four minute rant about all of our good times <laughs> with Coach Linger, and shout out to Rex Linger, and hey, I hope you're doing well out there. Saw him a couple weeks ago at the he's store. He's probably golfing. I don't think so. Not today. He's not. It was raining earlier. Hey, not do for, you have anything to say? No. Do you have any? You have any good information you need to give? <laughs> Tell the people anything? No. Okay. All right. No all right. Cameron says he doesn't have anything to say, so I guess we're uh, all right. So with that, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. just want to give a uh, happy birthday shout out to our boy, Isaiah Markle, at had his Marcellus. birthday the other day. It was a couple days ago, but if you see him out there, make sure you wish
0: him a happy, happy birthday. birthday. Tell him he's a schmuck. to me. All kinds of stuff.
1: All right. Happy birthday to
0: you. All right. So with that being said, I'm your host, Isaiah Markle. I'm your co-host, the snowman. And just remember that stats are, are cool. cool. And Mr. Exclusive himself. Riley Weaver. And this is Endzone Militia.